This is Future IQ with Naveen and Shrikant, where our goal is the relentless pursuit of knowledge. Let's begin. So we've already spoken about uh, supply and demand in a previous episode, but today we are going to talk about a related concept that will help us, basically me, determine whether or not ChatGPT is going to take my job, and if so, then how? Naveen <laughs> <laughs> is going to do yeah. most of the talking. So, um, the concept we are trying to understand today hmm. is substitutes and complements. Okay? okay, let me take an example. Complements, as in Naveen, you're looking really good, and you look most, uh, you look good on most days. Those compliments? No, compliments. Compliments. With an E. With an E, not an I. Yeah. I, I, I. Right. So, uh, think of potato versus chicken. Right? Okay. So, chicken is a substitute for potato. I mean, if you eat more chicken, you're going to eat less potato. It's like that. Okay. Huh? Right? Because nobody I know will think of potato or chicken as a substitute for each other. Oh, if you, you eat chicken, you eat chicken. Right. When ChatGPT takes your job, you're going to be forced to eat potato. Okay. So ChatGPT is going to take my job, it looks like. <laughs> when, okay. So, uh, but now consider socks and shoes. Huh? Right? They are complements. Okay. You, you, a shoe needs a sock. Right? If you look at some of the people I know, it it's not true, but I know what For you mean. For all decent people. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. All decent people, if you buy shoes, you have to buy socks. Socks yeah. are useless without shoes and shoes should be useless without socks. Okay. <laughs> but the point is that you have to buy them both together. Yeah. The sales of shoes going up is going to result in sales of socks going up. Yeah. In okay. that sense. Yes. Okay. So let's think of, I mean, you already know about supply and demand. If you don't hmm. check out our episode on that, yes, uh, you should. it is important. It's good stuff, right? I'll we'll put a link in the like, description. I mean, Show one us. way to think about it is everybody should know this. Another way to think about it is it's a superpower that you get yes. in understanding how the world works. Yeah. But coming back. And in also understanding why you don't get a cab when you need it the most. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's try to understand hmm. the difference in substitutes and complements yeah. as far as supply and demand is concerned. Right? Okay. So, if the demand for chicken increases, hmm. you're pretty much going to expect that the demand for potato is going to go down. Yes. Or, which means... That because, the, yeah, they are substitutes. Correct. So, hmm. Which means that the price of potatoes will fall. Okay. Right? Yes. So, the effect of one of your substitutes Doing better. Doing better means that you are going to do worse and that your price is going to fall. Hmm. I mean, the price you can command. Correct. Whereas with a complement, the situation is different. I mean, when the demand for a complement goes up, huh? the demand for your stuff also goes up, right? If, if I buy more shoes, then I'm also going to need socks I mean, equivalently. Yeah. In, in the, I mean, but not think of I it, buy more shoes in general if shoe people, sales yeah. increase. No, but think of it in terms of business strategy, mm. right? Mm. If Nike goes around advertising shoes and increases the demand for shoes in a country that was used to wearing Kolhapuri chappals, right? The demand for socks will go up even yeah. if the socks company never advertises. True. Right? That's Which true. is why you don't see advertisements for socks on TV. It's just shoes, shoes, shoes. Socks people don't care, right? Because the compliment is doing all the advertising. Oh, yeah. Correct. So keep that in mind. Yeah. But this makes things kind of tricky also. Okay. Right? How? Because if you are going to 
I mean, you're not buying Nikes. Let's say you're buying cheap shoes, right? If you're going to spend 500 rupees on shoes, hmm. you probably have to spend 200 on socks also, right? Yeah. Which means that you have to budget 700 rupees. I mean, whatever budget you have for footwear hmm. is going to get split between the different complements. Some for shoes, some for socks, yeah. right? So shoe <clears throat> manufacturers have to feel that pain a little bit, as in the more socks cost. The less, the less they're they, going to spend yeah. on uh, people are going to spend on shoes, yeah. which makes a bunch of very interesting things which we are going to see in this episode. But the simplest one hmm. is that if somehow you can cause the price of socks to go down, then the amount of money people are willing to spend on shoes will increase. So in a sense, it looks like the shoes and the socks, the manufacture of shoes and socks are sort of in a war with each other, but not exactly because hmm. they are still trying to increase their own uh, uh, sales and because they are complements, the other sales will also increase. Yes. It's a very weird situation. It's a very weird situation and let's take some examples slowly. Please, okay. yes. First, let's take a weird example, which is the manufacturer. Weird situation, weird example. The manufacturer of both those things hmm are the same okay. okay like imagine a printer oh yeah and ink yes right so you can't use the printer without ink and you can't use the ink without printer they are perfect complements of each other Rabne banadi jodi types and if the same company is making both of them or more like, they can play games yeah. hmm. they sell you a printer for very very cheap why because they know that once you bought a printer you're going to have to buy ink again and again and again so they make the ink expensive and the printer cheap and that's how they hook you expensive and how i mean pound for pound ink is more expensive than champagne probably gold also i don't know but yeah the i mean yeah ink is one of the most expensive things in the world yeah by printer weight. ink yeah by weight but you also keep in mind things like this companies, hmm. what they do is that they have an inbuilt chip into it and the ink just hmm. expires. Even though there is ink, but because so much time has passed, they don't want you to use the uh, ink. It bleeps me off to no end. I can't even begin yes. to tell okay. you. But this, I mean. Yeah, but the, 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 the idea of compliments here is very clear. Yeah, and the strategy was really started by the razor blade people right <laughs> they give you razors for almost free because they know that you're going to keep buying blades for them and that is also why Gillette blades do not work with any other uh, razors right they yeah. don't want to become a compliment to somebody else's product yeah use so, only our cartridges yeah. whether they are printer ink or razors right don't go anywhere else there is also another company that does the same thing use only our branded products yes. even though they cost like a bomb even right. though tiny little wheels cost $400. I don't know who even buys those tiny little yeah. wheels. I sell you a razor expecting that you're going to buy my blades. Hmm. And then somebody else manufactures blades that are compatible with your razor. Hmm. That person gets all the benefit and I sold you a razor at a loss. So I am sitting here with a loss. That's yeah. stupid, right? Because that blade is a substitute to this blade. Right, the um, blades are a complement to the razor, but, but the different blades are substitutes to each other. Right. So if you have a complement for a particular product, then it makes sense to also own the rights to manufacturing that uh, complement. Correct. If you are selling the complement also, hmm. then you want to prevent any other substitutes to that complement. On the other hand, 
if you are not selling the complement hmm. you want there to be lots of competition in the different complements so that the prices of the complement goes down and people are willing to pay more for your product right Aha. so i'll give you two great examples please uh, i was this. i was trying to think of examples i think yeah. i have one but maybe he'll come up with it yes and i'll so be valid in the uh, you know 1950s huh? ibm started making computers Yes, the okay. first desktop PCs. And think about all the extra accessories that you need with computers, right? You need printers and you need uh, type. Uh, I mean, sorry, keyboards. keyboards and this and that, right? Old guy, typewriter. All of these of. are complements. A computer is useless without all these other things, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and IBM didn't want to be in the business of making all these so many different uh, accessories, huh. right? Peripherals. So, peripherals. Sorry, yeah. So what they did huh. was they published specs huh. of you know as long as a peripheral matches these specs, it will work with our computers. And they wanted as many manufacturers as possible to uh, manufacture these peripherals huh. so that peripherals become very cheap, and the main computer that only IBM makes. Is is expensive and people are willing to may pay more for it, right? Smart. If the peripherals were expensive, mm. you would buy less computers because you wouldn't have the money. Correct. Correct. Later in the 1980s, somebody else did the same thing to IBM. Okay. At that time, now we have a different set of uh, complements, right? The computer mm. and the operating system. Uh. They are complements to each other, right? <laughs> Very, we had reached a stage where you can't use the computer without an operating system. Mainframe was the operating system back then, right? I no, think. but then you know we were started selling computers to individual people, hmm. and Mr. Bill Gates developed an operating system called Disk Operating System. <laughs> yes. And so he convinced IBM that. Uh, they should sell disk operating system hmm. along with the computer, okay. and the disk operating system became very popular. Yeah. Okay. Disk operating system, by the way, is DOS. Yes. DOS. What Microsoft did was they made it compatible with other computers. Okay. And now what is happening is that this disk operating system can work with IBM's computers but it can also work with computers made by a whole bunch of other manufacturers you know Packard and Compaq and so on right as a result guess what happened the computer became a commodity when i say something becomes a commodity what it means is that a large number of people are manufacturing it and there is not much difference between the quality of mm. the different once right yeah. so people are saying you know what i go with the cheapest one i don't care about your computer you claim it is all this special and uh, suddenly so ibm more. was forced to compete with all of the other computer manufacturers and the price went down yeah right but there was only one operating system across all of these <laughs> so now <laughs> the price of that can go up Yeah. Right. Microsoft slowly started increasing the prices of their operating system. DOS was cheap. Later came Windows. Later came other weird things. Yeah, so, within Windows family. Yeah, but, but then basically, what happened was that the complement, huh. which is the computer, huh. that got commoditized, and all the money is start became you know went to Microsoft. Yeah. Well, right? Yeah. As. Well, there is commodities, and then somebody else complementing it with kind of a monopolized uh, product, yes. which Microsoft did with Windows, which IBM did yeah. with the computer, and then 
later on what is the next iteration is something that's quite interesting to think so, about uh, because no, now the operating systems are also commoditized yes. in a way now so think of the following hmm. right i mean i will show you why this concept is so powerful hmm. right let's ask the question that in the 1990s ibm was paying people hmm. to develop free and open software okay right? you know you've heard about the open so source software movement yes right now why is ibm paying people to make software which you cannot charge for uh, how does that make sense because i don't know i will explain <laughs> right please by the 1990s ibm had realized that they had lost the battle for uh, computers computers right so in fact they got out of the making pcs business sold mm. it off lou gerstner turned around IBM hmm. made it a huge successful company again by saying we will give IT services software services IT services okay right? now the IT earliest services, example of a pivot IT services is a complement to what it's a complement to software yeah right you use software you buy software for your company hmm. but you are not smart enough to use that software properly so you tell ibm please help me to use this software properly please help me to customize it please write scripts on top of this right i bought uh, a database now write the queries uh, for this database right? okay so these are again now complements software and services on top of the software Now guess what IBM is trying to do it is trying to commoditize the software okay how do you come how pay open source uh, developers huh. to make software and give it away for free for their operating system no doesn't matter no that uh, IBM is no longer in the uh, operating system business IBM is just saying whatever software you buy or download for free we will help you use it properly effectively Ooh, in your business like so that so they are charging <laughs> for services on top right. of software now if you have to pay 2000 dollars for the software and you have a budget of 5000 then only 3000 left for ibm but if you have to pay zero for the software ibm gets 5000 dollars correct mm. and that explains why ibm paid companies like you know why mysql is free database I am beginning to see how ChatGPT works in this equation in my context, but I am going to be patient and we'll come to that slowly. Go yeah. on, right? So just just to make sure that all of you have properly understood this, let's just go through a few more examples of substitutes and complements. Right? Okay. okay. Substitutes is simple. I yeah. mean, if you can use this exactly instead of that, hmm. it's a substitute, right? So paid version of uh, uh, say Microsoft Office versus the free version of LibreOffice yeah. or OpenOffice. These are substitutes to. Each other. Even two paid versions uh, are substitutes, right? So Google Docs versus uh, Microsoft Office. No, Google Docs is kind of free. Most people think of it as free. Okay, fine. But no, uh, I mean macOS hmm. versus Windows. Okay, right? Or Colgate versus Pepsodent. Okay, right? Or iPhone versus an iPhone versus an Android phone. Correct. Right? All of these are substitutes of each other. Once you buy an Android phone, you don't need an iPhone. Correct. Or vice versa. Correct. Correct. But correct. now let us look at examples of complements. Okay? Yes, please. And for each complement, we will see how this will commoditize the complement, helps mm -hmm. the business, right? Okay. Starbucks and AC and Wi-Fi. again uh, before we go into any further examples i want to make clear that we have not been paid by any of these people or paid by the competitions of any of these people hmm. so we are not endorsing or dissing any of them these are just examples under fair use 
But if anyone wants to pay us, we are not going to say no. Okay? Of course, we are not going yes, to please say Please send no. money. Please. Yeah. Lots yes. of money. We'll take uh -huh. it for free. <laughs> so, uh, Starbucks. Starbucks hmm. and Wi-Fi and AC. Okay. Right? You because get all, th you get Wi-Fi and AC at Starbucks. I mean, just free. I mean, what kind of a psycho goes to Starbucks to just sit and drink coffee, right? Nobody does that. You go there, you sit yeah. and you are browsing and you do some work on your laptop. And of course, if there is no AC, you would never go to a Starbucks. Yeah. Right? I mean, why pay so much? But the point is that Wi-Fi and AC are complements to whatever is the service that Starbucks is selling. Okay. Right? But so then Starbucks controls the Wi-Fi and the AC, so they can offer it for free, which means all correct. of the money goes to Starbucks. Right. Because what happens is that you spend more time there, you buy more coffee, except for a few cheapos, I know who you are, but the rest buy more coffee and Starbucks makes a lot of money. Right? Okay. Um, IKEA hmm. has a brilliant way of doing this, hmm. right? IKEA stores have some of the best food and the cheapest food that you can find. Yes, they do. Do you know why? Because when you sh when you shop on a full stomach, you shop better. Well, I mean, you go to an IKEA and very likely you're going to get lost because they intentionally make the layout complex. Okay. And you will you'll keep looking for product after product and they're all amazing and think, oh my God, I need this one also. Yeah. And then two hours later, you're going to leave the shop because you're hungry. Yes. And that's a lost sale. Instead, if you get excellent cheap food in the shop itself, you're going to eat and then you're going to go back to shop. That is why places like casinos are known to have some of the best food in the business. And cheap drinks. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, if you go to Las Vegas, the hotel room is going to be ridiculously cheap. The food is going to be ridiculously cheap. And depending on what kind of stuff you're playing, the drinks are also going to be either cheap or free. Comps, because comps. I've never been there, but I've heard a lot about comps, complimentary stuff in right. this case. So, yeah. yes. Both I and E. So this is two different meanings of complimentary here, yeah. right? So uh, uh, complimentary, they're giving it for free. Yeah. But these things are a compliment to your entire casino experience, Correct. right? I mean, you're getting drinks, you're getting good food, you're getting a cheap hotel room. So you go and then all the money that you saved on those things, you put in the casino. But at right? some point, one of these plans has to backfire, right? I mean, you can't keep giving away compliments for free and not, you know, suffer for it. Some The money has to come from somewhere. Well, usually you make up the money. Huh in your core product that you are selling. Right? Basically, you have conned the person into spending <laughs> more than they would have. Yeah. Right? If uh, the drinks weren't cheap, hmm. you would have gotten out of there quickly. Hmm. Uh, but you are sitting there and getting a little more drunk and paying more and so on. Right? Yeah. But yeah, sometimes the strategy can backfire if you didn't think it through carefully. Mm. Okay. In the oh, that's why starters in restaurants are so expensive. Yeah, sorry, go yeah. on. So, um, in the 1990s, huh. Sun Microsystems developed Java, okay. uh, a programming language, right? The cross-platform thing, yeah. Yes, right. And there, there are many, many software developers out there who went, what do you mean the cross-platform thing? It is the very sustenance of our lives. Yes. They developed it because they thought, okay, we are a hardware company, huh. we sell hardware hmm. and software is a complement to this. Oh yeah, they were a hardware company. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So they were selling 
the Java programming language which sits on top of their hardware and their operating system and uh, anybody can use it, right? So they were giving away Java for free. Huh. One mistake they made was, I mean, anybody who studied Java knows that it's a right once uh, Deploy run anywhere, anywhere yeah. language, right? Uh, so that it can be the same Java program can be used on any computer. Hmm. What do you think it did to the hardware? Made it obsolete and redundant. Well, like if I can run on any computer, then obsolete. why do you need it? Well, no, no, not obsolete. It made it a commodity. Ah. Right? You don't need a... I mean, Sun was high-end expensive machines, right? Very yeah. reliable and all that. But if Java is going to work on any random hardware, why do you need expensive machines for that? So they managed to commoditize themselves. <laughs> and shot themselves in the foot. Guess what happened to Sun later? <laughs> they went out of business, right? If you hadn't heard about that until now, welcome out of under the rock that you've been living in all this while. Uh -huh. We've gone through a pandemic for three years and uh, lots yeah. of stuff has happened. Go catch up by watching our previous episodes. Right. Specifically the but one where we spoke about scientific breakthroughs. You know, there is one uh -huh. way in which com some companies use it extremely effectively. Okay. So if you have ever looked at the price of teeny tiny little things, uh, Apple peripherals, right? Uh, like what do you think I was referring to when I said wheels, $400 wheels? Yes. I don't know why those wheels, there are $400 wheels for the tower, Mac, whatever it is called. I'm not an Apple fanboy, but you know, $400 wheels, machine cut wheels. Why? Yes. Yeah. So and pretty much everything related to an iPhone yeah. is extremely expensive. Because it's a compliment, what are you going to do? I mean, you do need things in your ear to hear, right? So you're going to pay a lot for it. Also, but hmm. one thing they did better than Sun hmm. is guess why none of these Apple products work with anything else, right? <laughs> why does an iPhone doesn't work with random things you can buy off the street? And why doesn't a random Apple peripheral work with my Android phone? The reason is because they don't want to commoditize themselves. Correct. Right. They, they learn from the mistakes of Sun and they learn from the smartness of IBM. Right. In more ways than one. Right. So as in, you know, own everything, make hmm. sure it is not interoperable. Make sure nothing here can be commoditized. And then you can charge whatever you want as long as the overall experience is good enough. Right. They made a walled garden ecosystem and they yeah. are thriving yeah. inside it. Google, by huh. the way, has a completely opposite strategy. Okay. Okay. What Google does is that their core business is search. Huh. Now, can you name what all things are complements to search? Everything that you do on the internet is a complement to search because Correct. you need search for everything. Literally. Correct. So one, for example, huh. is that uh, you need a device, hmm. right? That's why Google got into the business of making phones that are much cheaper than Apple phones, Android, right? You need a browser. That's why Google got into uh, making Chrome. Actually, right? Google's primary business is not search. It's the ad business on in search, right? And so ad fact, business yeah. means you need yeah. data. So right. anything that generates data is a complement to that service that they provide or Correct, yeah. to that business need, that they have. I mean, the faster your internet connection, the more searches you're going to do and the more ads you're going to click on. Fiber. Which is why Google Fiber, right? Google right. is making, Google also pays for a lot of uh, initiatives 
to digitize information right i mean if if you have some like old data right like from letters from the peshwa era and you want to put it online as long as it is some unique data go apply to google they'll give you free money to put it online right why because where be are you going to search for it yes google box because content is a complement to Google's main business, right? Which is Which why is Google ads. created yeah. Blogspot and Blogger in the old days and made it free. I'm beginning to see how ChatGPT applies in this scenario specifically to me. And yeah. I am, me personally, I'm beginning to think I can be a complement to ChatGPT or ChatGPT more likely can be a complement to me and what I do. But there are some instances yeah. where ChatGPT is going to be a substitute. Yeah, in fact, we did an episode take a look at it uh, about you know how to think about ai taking your job and the most important thing we explained there was it is the the thumbnail for the episode currently looks like a pacman and the pacman is trying to eat me <laughs> okay no that's not what it looks like i mean we know that's the reality but we don't want to say it okay yeah <laughs> so the important thing we said huh. was that don't think of a job as one unit hmm. think of a job as something that involves 10 different tasks right and some of those tasks ChatGPT can do some of those tasks it cannot do hmm. now think of that in terms of complements and substitutes correct right? so the tasks that it can do ChatGPT is a substitute for you correct the things that it cannot do ChatGPT is a complement for you hmm. okay now your strategy has to be of course i mean basically what has happened is that wherever chat gpt is a complement hmm. your complement has become commoditized right i mean anybody has access to chat gpt and it is ridiculously cheap which means that the price cost of that has gone to zero correct which means that assuming that the end product is still useful to the customers hmm. they now have more money to spend on the parts that have not been commoditized the parts that you are good at Hmm. Right. So uh, here is what you'll probably need to do. You'll sit down. You'll need to sit down and figure out what are the tasks that you do in your job. And against each of the tasks, you need to figure out whether ChatGPT or an equivalent AI can replace that task, can substitute that task. So is that task the chicken and ChatGPT the potato? Or is that more like a complement to it? As in what ChatGPT does, you can build on top of it or ChatGPT can't do that at the moment. Okay. So in my case, for example, uh, as a voice actor, um, I don't have to worry about writing the basic scripts. What I need to, what I can do is use ChatGPT to write a basic script, then use my expertise to tweak that script. ChatGPT can voice, uh, can uh, generate, uh, there are artificial voice generators, but it can't put an emotion at the moment. So until ChatGPT can do that or any other AI can do that, I think my uh, job as a voice performer, voice actor, voice talent so is still... what you are saying is that if uh, voice or YouTube videos was my job, then I'm out of a job, but your value will increase because I don't do the emotion and all of that, but you do. So right? humble. Yes. As so, if from Chambal. Good thing I have other things to do but yes this is precisely right yeah but here is a question hmm. i mean you make a list of tasks hmm. and then against that you have to put can chat gpt do this how do you figure that out by asking chat gpt <laughs> chat gpt can you do this in fact i think the most important thing you can do right now 
is to understand the capabilities of chat gpt and let me tell you they are far ahead of what you think right the yeah. only way to discover whether chat gpt can how much of your job chat gpt can do is to actually try to do your entire job using chat gpt okay yeah. do this the ones who don't do this are the ones who are likely to get replaced yeah. whereas the ones who do this will slowly over time figure out that these 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 things chat gpt did very well whereas the rest of them i had to tweak yeah make and sure that you get really good at the other stuff yeah right and in in some cases there will be situations where chat gpt does say 90% of what you do and you are left with only 10% that means your job is under threat that means you need to either upskill or reskill yourself within the domain of your job or in something else entirely and there will be some unfortunate people for whom that 90% might even be 100% and those are the ones who will definitely get substituted i'm sorry yes. to sound like a doomsayer and what not but yeah. i mean in the previous episode we did mention that most likely i feel that chat gpt is going to increase the number of jobs that are available but they will not be the same jobs they will not be the same skills and if you there will be a transition period during which people who are not able to upskill or change their skills are in trouble we are going to see a lot of upheaval it is going to be a tough time that is why i am saying get working right now figure out what chat gpt can do figure out what your uh, unique talent is and start building on that start getting better and do not say this is not my job or i am not an x whatever it is try to learn things that chat gpt cannot do if That's you think you are not an x safe. you will soon be an x yes <laughs> <laughs> on that bit of word play i think this is a good time to uh, call this episode an end shrikant navin thank you future iq yeah future iq is a video school production look up the future iq on youtube or follow us in your favorite podcast player Leave us a comment or a review if you can. It helps new listeners find the show. Find Naveen on Twitter as at @ngkabra and Shrikant as at @shrikant. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much.